Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Last week, we talked about praying. We talked about praying for people. I've got a lot to cover tonight. So, you know, all of our information is available. It's for free. And so there, there were some really interesting points about not praying that God would make people do things. <clears throat> and so we want to, I want to just pray one more, th- talk about one more thing in praying for people. One of the things we want to pray for people is to, for God to enlighten them. God to enlighten them. Some of these prayers are found in Colossians, are found in Ephesians. Let's look at the one in Colossians. By the way, is summer not shown up now? It's here. Mercy. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask. Now, this is Paul praying. This is a Holy Spirit-inspired prayer. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Um, If you can go back to the beginning of that scripture, if you would, please. I appreciate our technical team. They are a great group. For this reason, Paul is praying since the day we heard of it. I do not cease to pray for you and to ask. So, when Paul's praying here, he's not asking, he's not asking, you know, God, if this is your will, if you want. He's asking for some very specific things, and these are good things to ask for people. By the way, these are good things to pray for yourself. So a lot of times you say, well, how do I, how do I pray for me? You could pray, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me. And after a while, that kind of gets old. And so one of the things you want to pray for is to ask, and you can, so you can, you can put your name in here. Father, I ask that I may be filled with the knowledge of your will. Or you say, Heavenly Father, I pray that, and, and you can begin to add people's name in here, loved one's name, that you would fill them with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that they may walk worthy of the Lord. That's a mouthful right there, isn't it? That you would walk in a way that's worthy of, of, of the Lord. What, what do you mean by that? Um, you know, raising two boys and, and, a, and a little girl uh, growing up, I, I should say, hey, guys, this is, this is the way we want you to, this is the way we want you to live. This is the way our family is. This is the way we want you to walk. And so I, I know other families, maybe you haven't used the term walk worthy, but you may have looked at your kids and go, hey, I, this is how we live in this family. This is what we do. And so, you know, with, with, our, with our family, we wanted to see them walk in a way that was benefiting the, the values and who we represented as a family. I remember watching Matt one time, when, and, and Matt was always an extremely generous child. And we were, we were at a birthday party. It was his, uh, I think he turned five. And there was a little autistic boy who was in the neighborhood. And we were actually living in an apartment complex. I won't go through the whole story. We're in North Carolina. We're in an apartment complex. We were going through that. We were going through a time, probably financially, which was the worst time for our family. And so, this is the reason I don't think poverty is a blessing, because I've been there. And uh, but we were there, and his grandparents had bought him. Matt got a lot of clothes. When you're five years old, getting clothes isn't like super great. And so, 
they bought him clothes, but his, his grandfather bought him one of those airplanes, like, I guess made out of balsa wood, the, you know, the kind, the gliders, you oh, just yeah. throw. Yeah. And when the little autistic boy, Charlie, saw the glider, he just went off. He's like, he's like, oh, an airplane. I've always wanted an airplane. Oh, I've wanted, and it, it was starting to annoy the people around him. And they, was, and they were like, Charlie. And he's like, oh, he's just wanted an airplane. And, and my dad, I wasn't there. My dad said, I've never seen anything like this. He said, Matt just took the airplane, looked at it, and handed it to Charlie. And all the adults went. <laughs> that kind of generosity. Well, I didn't. When he came in, that didn't do anything but bless me. Because that's the way I want to raise a child. Because we're a generous family. And so that's walking worthy. When, when the Bible talks about us walking worthy of the Lord, there's a lot to that. And it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle, it's a walk that, that honors God. And whether we recognize it or not, guys, that's so important. Can you put it back up just for a second? That you would walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Being fruitful in every good work. Your job is a good work. Your marriage is a good work. What you do for the ministry is a good work. Increasing in the knowledge of God. See, can you see all these things? These are great things to pray. You can go to the next one, please. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. For all that word patience is perseverance, long suffering is putting up with people in joy. That's a great prayer to pray. These are some good things. Just think about it. If I'm walking worthy of the Lord, if I'm fully pleasing God, if I'm being fruitful and productive in every good work, if I'm increasing in the knowledge of Him, if I am strengthened on the inside so that I am persevering and that I am long-suffering with people and I do it with joy, that's a good day. That's a good thing. And so what a great way to pray for other people. More than Lord just bless them, put their names in here. And that gives you a great way to pray. Let's talk about some other prayers to pray. All, you know, there's different kinds of prayers. How about the prayer of forgiveness? The prayer of forgiveness. We see it in the Bible. We see it first in Daniel. Daniel prayed this prayer. This is Daniel praying. Daniel said, Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, you don't have to necessarily do that. The, the sackcloth and ashes you can skip. Fasting's still okay. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession. This is Daniel praying. He said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. Stop right there. That's a great thing to pray. O Lord, you are a great and awesome God. When we're praying, that's a great one to add. Lord, you are great and awesome. Now Daniel says, <laughs> you're, you're, you're ahead of me. You're doing good. All right. We, he said, we've sinned. And committed iniquity, that's, that's, that's sin, we missed it. Have done wickedly and rebelled even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Now Daniel's praying for the nation, but I want you to see the principle here. He's talking to the Lord and he's confessing what he's done. But I love what he says here. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, though we've rebelled against him. So Daniel had a concept that God was still merciful and forgiving. So a prayer of forgiveness involves us making a confession. Now, we can make confessions as well. So when you're praying, when you've missed it, it's probably one of my favorite verses. It's 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
And so when you make a mistake, when you sin, when you miss it, the best thing we can do, and when I said, should have said you, I said we, when we, when we do, what do we do? Well, instead of running away from God or not talking to God or acting like God, if we don't tell him, he won't know. He knows. And so the thing to do is, is when we confess our sins, it's not when God finds out, it's when we get rid of them. And so we say, Lord, would you forgive me? I, I am so sorry. I missed it. You say, well, what, what if I missed it two days in a row? Well, then you confess that two days in a row. And, and what if I missed it three days in a row? Well, then you, 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 guys, here's the deal. Keep getting up. Don't, don't ever get to the place where you feel like God is so disgusted with me. There's no sense in me going on. There's no sense in me, you know, doing this. I can't do this. Don't say that. You just stay in the game. This is not three strikes and you're out. This is we stay till we hit something. And we just stay in the game. Don't quit. So if you, you and I understand that sometimes you feel like, Lord, I feel like I'm coming to you for the 114th time. The good news is he does not remember. He does not keep a permanent record. Anybody remember the permanent record from high school they used to threaten us with? <laughs> Mr. Clayton, if you do that one more time, we're going to put that in your permanent record. Somewhere in North Carolina, there is a permanent record with everything <laughs> I've done. But I tell you, I've got such great news for you. God does not have a permanent record. And when he opens up your record, all he sees is the blood of Jesus. And so there's nothing in there. All I see is the blood. We're cleansed. Receive that. Get up and go on. Pray the prayer of forgiveness and receive his forgiveness and his cleansing. Here's another prayer. A prayer of commitment. Now this is a famous prayer that people have prayed and a lot of times they make this the basis of their prayer. This is Jesus in the garden right before he goes to the cross. Coming out, he, Jesus, went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed and his disciples also followed him. And when he came to the place, Garden of Gethsemane, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. There's a message in that in itself. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and prayed saying, Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. This is a prayer of what we call consecration and commitment. It's the prayer where we begin to pray, Heavenly Father, not my will, but yours be done. Now, we don't pray that on everything. But for example, if, if you're, I'll give you, I'll give you a good example. Joy got, was pre-engaged, I guess, I don't know if that's even a term anymore. It, it was uh, in, the, in the 70s. And she was pre-engaged to a young man. They were talking about getting married. This was the guy I talked about who's the big 6'4 Viking looking guy. And, uh, and she, uh, in fact, uh, she prayed. And she said, before she completely committed, she said she, she just got down on her knees. She said, she prayed. She said, Lord, she said, I, I, I want to marry him. She said, but not my will. Your will be done. See, that's the thing where she didn't really know what God's plan was. And so she was consecrating herself going, Lord, I want, I, and this is what I want, but I want your will more. Does that make sense? And so as she prayed that, uh, within two weeks, they broke up. And uh, he, they, they, they broke, they mutually agreed to break it up. It really was devastating to her because this was the, he came from a wealthy family, very talented 
um, and incredibly handsome and a musician. And she thought, man, this is, this is beautiful family. She thought, oh, this is great. This is everything I wanted. But she had the sense to pray, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And so that's the, the kind of prayer, as you're, especially as you're making decisions, that's a great prayer to pray. Uh, before you get married, pray that prayer. And uh, she, like I said, she broke up. She wound up going out to California. It devastated her. She wound up going out to California. On her way back to California, she stopped by Texas. <laughs> Touchdown. And, and we met, and we talk, we talk about it now because we talk about how she didn't even know she had a call of God on her life. She didn't know. Joyce never really known what kind of blessing she was. And she really didn't know what kind of gifting she had. And so when we first got married, it didn't look like she heard from God. It looked like both of us missed it. But how many of you know God knows the big picture and, and God plays for the long run. He'll play the long game. And in the long game, gosh, we've been married 42 years. We, we love each other. Our marriage went from bad to really good. And so God knows what he's doing, but we have to be willing to say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And so that's just a, that's just a great prayer to pray when you're trying to ascertain what the will of God is. Now, you don't pray that for everything. If you're praying for healing, don't pray, Lord, heal me if it be your will. If we know from the scriptures that it is God's will, if we see that Jesus healed everyone that came to him, then we don't want to pray that. If we already know God's word, then we already know what his will is. So, now here's another thing. Now, we, we can add to that. There's no sense. Let's say if you're married, I know no one in here, no one watching online, so we'll talk about someone who's not here and not, and not watching. But they see someone there, they see someone, they go, huh, boy, she's really beautiful. I'm going to ditch my wife and marry her. Lord, I'm praying if it's your will that I ditch my wife and, and, and marry her. Well, I, I can save you some time. There's no, there's no sense. There's no sense in praying that prayer. And you're laughing, but there's been some prayers like that. And then maybe that same girl is praying, Lord, would you kill my husband, please? Because I, I just, would you kill him? Don't pray that either. So, we want to, where, where we understand God's word is where we, we don't have to pray about those things. I don't have to pray about before I go home tonight, pulling into a convenience store and robbing it. <laughs> Lord, I'm out of cash. I, could I rob this store, Lord? Is that your will? How many of you know, and that's kind of ridiculous, but a lot of times people, you know, people come up with some wild stuff. And so they're, they're praying, Lord, you know, would you help me do this? If we know from his word what his, what his word says, then we know what his will is and we don't even need to ask about it. I don't have to ask about whether I should lie or not. I don't have to ask about whether or not I should, should cuss people out or not. Where'd y'all go? He got really quiet in here. I, I, don't, I don't need to ask about abusing alcohol or drugs. I don't need to ask about that. See, because the word, the God's word already reveals that. So if God's word already is revealing that, then we don't have to pray about that. And so, you know, and you say, well, Alan, this is elementary. No, not necessarily, because a lot of people, they come in and they just, they, they think, well, I can just pray and ask God about anything. 
but we need to find out what his word says because what his word says is his will. So that's the prayer of commitment. That's how Jesus prayed in the garden. And so we pray in different. So as soon as we begin to find things out from the scriptures, and the more you know, then you become responsible for that. Let me go through another a prayer. This is the prayer of worship and fellowship. Prayer of just worshiping and fellowshipping with the Lord. First John 1, verse 3 says, That which we have seen and heard, this is the apostle John writing, he said, We declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We got an amber alert going on? Two of them? What do we got? What is it? Young, young lady was abducted. Child. Okay. Let's stop right now. Heavenly Father, whatever that happened to this child, we ask you to give the law enforcement wisdom. We ask you, Father, for the safe return of this child. We ask you to intervene on her behalf and to have mercy on this child and on this family. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. See, that's quick prayer. It didn't have to be long. Well, I believe God heard it. And I, I, and I believe we can get answers to that. Okay, let's go. So you can cut your phones off. We pray. <laughs> that which we've seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. The, the fellowship he's talking about is, is, uh, is the, really is the joy of our relationship with the Lord. And it's the fact that we can fellowship with Him. We can spend time in His presence. Now, if that's something new to you, it's uh, not, not a problem. I want to give you, a, I want to give you a, a tip on how to do that. Because a lot of times when, when people are praying, they're like, you know, now, and, and, and admittedly, if you pray in the Spirit, that, that gives you a great way to fellowship with the Lord. But I'm just talking about just praying. Where I'm just talking to the Lord and talking to Him. And sometimes you're like, well, what do I even say? And uh, so I'm, I'm going to give you a cheat sheet. Here we go. This is David in the Psalms. And I want you to leave it up there just for a second. Because the Psalms are a great way to fellowship with the Lord. And you can just take, a lot of times, I'll just take the Psalms and just, and just open it up and not like this one. Be merciful to me, O God, for I cry to you all day long. This is David. You can hear him talking his heart. Rejoice the soul of your servant. For to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good. And you're ready to forgive. And abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. And attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you you will answer me. You can just sit down and, or in the morning, I have a, I have a, a rocking chair that someone gave me that is a wonderful rocking chair. And I will just, uh, in the morning, say, do you enjoy, get up and pray together? Like, y'all just have a wonderful time of prayer? I'm like, no, no, no. She goes her, her way. I go mine. We meet at the coffee pot. You don't have to pray. Some of you feel like praying with people, that, that's fine. But I would encourage you to spend most of, your, most of your prayer life with you and the Lord. Not necessarily with you and somebody else. So, th these are... The, the print has shrunk on, on, my, uh, on my Bible. 
but I'll just, I'll just sit there and take my Bible and I'll just talk to the Lord with it. I say, you, O Lord, are good. You're ready to forgive. And your abundant mercy to all those who call upon you. Father, thank you that you're good to me. And you're always forgiving. And your abundant mercy to me when I call upon you. In the day of my trouble, Lord, I call upon you for you will answer me. Among the gods, there's none like you, O Lord. There's no works like your works. God, what you do is amazing. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. And Lord, before they even come, I come and I worship you and I glorify your name. So you, you see, when I'm, I'm just taking the Psalms and just talking to the Lord with them. You say, well, those are David's words. Yeah, but they're inspired words. And what happens is when I take David's words and I make them my words and I begin to talk to the Lord, it gives me an opportunity and just, and I'll take off from there. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Man, that's a good way to start your day. It's not by law, God, what am I going to do? It's like, Lord, you are great. You do wondrous things. You alone are God. There is no God like you. There's no one even close to you. And you're my God and I give you praise. What are you doing? I'm just fellowshipping with the Lord. I'm just blessing him. I'm actually doing what the Bible calls ministering to the Lord. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. And I will glorify your name forevermore. For great is your mercy toward me. And you've delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol, the depths of hell. Oh God, the proud have risen against me. And a violent mob has stuck my pages together. <laughs> have sought my life and have not set you before them. But you, oh Lord, I love this, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. Oh, turn to me and have mercy on me. Give me your, give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maid, maid servant. Show me a sign for good that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Amen. Man, I, listen, I'll tell you, you can get inspired doing this. And you just spend some time or you just take your Bible and you grab, I like I said, you can take Psalms 86. There's Psalms 23. I like Psalms 34. I like Psalms 118. I like Psalms 18. And you can just take those Psalms and you can take them and you can talk to the Lord that way. And your praying is not always just asking for something. It's telling God how good he is and how good he is to you and how much we love him and how big he is. And how wonderful he is. You realize we'll be doing a lot of this when we get to heaven. So we might as well just beat the rush. And do it now. And just, just a wonder. And oh, it'll bless you. And you can just take this. And like I said, a lot of times I'll just start with the Psalms. And then sometimes from the Psalms, and just I'll take off from there and begin to praise him. And begin to worship him. But it's just a, it's just a great way to have fellowship with the Lord. You say, well, can anyone do this? Anyone can do this because he's a God full of compassion and gracious. He is long suffering. He is abundant. He's rich in mercy and truth. Aren't you glad he's merciful? Aren't you glad he's good? So let me wrap this up, but that's a wonderful prayer to pray. Last prayer is the prayer of, of faith and help in tough times. James is speaking. James Wright says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. 
Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Leave it up there just for a second. That, that last verse is really good. The effective, that's the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man. You say, well, if I was a righteous man, I could pray that. If I was a righteous woman, if, you made, if you've made Jesus your Lord, then you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And so, yes, there is right living involved, but right living is the function of being right with God. So we're right with God, it produces right living. Right living doesn't necessarily produce rightness with God. So in other words, you can't earn your way to God, but when you made Jesus your Lord, you became part of his family. And so the, a lot of times I like to say before I pray, Father, I want to thank you that my effective fervent prayer avails much. The Amplified said, causes great power to be made available. Is anyone suffering? Let him pray. Are you suffering? Are you going through difficulty? Now, here's, here's where we want to get to. We pray for people up here, and I think that's great. Actually, we get into what we can call the prayer of agreement. There's, there's more prayer. I, I can't cover all of them. But there's, there's, a, there's a time when you want to get to the place where you pray. Years ago, when, when um, in the 80s, Joe and I were the uh, singles pastors at Lakewood, and we had all the older singles, and I, I, uh, I did a, a message one night on not building air castles and I encouraged the single people that they really needed to find out where they were in their relationship. I was about 26 years old. I had less diplomacy than I have now. And so I was, I was, I was pretty blunt and all hell broke loose after that message. And people were breaking up right and left and our phone was going off the, off the hook. But we had just gotten a brand new gizmo that changed our life. It was called a, um, what do you call it, recorder? Answering machine, thank you very much. And answering machine. And uh, people were calling our answering machine just left and right. And I finally, I finally got back to one of them. And I never forget what they said. They said, well, I called the answering machine. I couldn't get you. So I just decided to pray myself. And I'm like, okay, that's good. That, that's good. Hey, listen, you, you want to get to the place where, listen, where God will hear you. For you believe that God will hear you. See, many of you have confidence that God will hear me. And if you don't have confidence that you hear me, you know he hears joy. <laughs> but you, I said, well, God hear you? And they're like, I don't know. Listen, if you belong to Jesus, then you've been made a righteous man in Christ. If you've been off, if you've missed it, if you've gotten into sin, then do what we talked about. Pray the prayer of forgiveness, repent for it, get forgiveness, get cleansing. But then you can pray and God will hear your prayer as quickly as he hears mine. Remember, I don't get a pastor pass. I don't, I don't come before the throne and go, Pastor Alan Clayton. I come before the throne and say, Alan Clayton, who's been born again by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the only way I can approach the throne. That's the only way you can. So it's not a function of being a pastor. It's a function of being in Christ. And he will hear you pray. And you can pray. Is anyone suffering? Are you going through a hard time? Let him pray. Are you cheerful? Sing psalms. Didn't say record, but you can sing them. <laughs> and then if anyone is sick, let him call for the elders of the church. And he said, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And I won't have time to go into that.
Well, that's, a good, that's good to know. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. That sounds like a great package deal. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your promises. Thank you, Father, that our standing in Christ gives us an access to the throne, that we can come boldly to your throne to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Father, I thank you for those here and those who are listening. I thank you for the fact that they can pray, that you would hear them, that they can fellowship with you, that your presence can become real in their lives as well. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. And I thank you that you're continuing to show your goodness and your mercy and your abundance in their lives in a big way. Sends your bowed and eyes are closed if you came this evening and said, Alan, I don't even know if I have a relationship with the Lord. I'm really not sure about that. I want to be. Or maybe you are saying, I used to walk with God and I got away from him and I want to come back. We're going to say a prayer. I'm not going to have you stand up. I'm not going to have you come to the front. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. No one's looking around. If that's you that I'm talking to, you want to be sure that you know or you want to come back and you want our prayers, pray for me. Would you slip your hand up just real quick across the auditorium? Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. 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 We're going to pray. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you didn't lift your hand, but you wanted in on this prayer, you can pray this prayer from your heart. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. You're watching online. Listen, you can pray this with us. If you're by yourself, pray it out loud. If you're with others, pray it quietly. Say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Father, thank you for those who prayed that prayer. For those who've come home and for those who've come back, we rejoice with them, give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.